Welcome into Outkick the Show Wednesday edition. I hope all of you are having fantastic days wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and uh, well, we have had an interesting 24 hours. Lots to dive into. Right off the top, some good news. In Maryland, in Wyoming, in I think it's South Dakota, New York and Arizona sports gambling is going to be legal online in the very near future. You can get up to a $1,000 no-risk wager in those five states plus Tennessee, Virginia, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. That's 15 states. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Again, Maryland. I think it's North Dakota. Might be South Dakota. I apologize to the Dakotas. Uh, New York, Arizona, uh, and Wyoming sports gambling officially going to go live in those five states in the near future. Go sign up today at fanduel.com slash clay. Uh, right, let's start with one of the most idiotic things LeBron James has ever said or done which is truly saying something. In the last half hour uh, LeBron James tweeted out a still shot of a police officer in Columbus, Ohio who showed up in the middle of a uh, a potential stabbing and shot a woman armed with a knife as she prepared to stab another girl. Uh, And LeBron James tweeted out a picture of this police officer to his let me check and see 50 million Twitter followers uh, and said your next uh, accountability so uh, this is uh, this is unbelievable move by LeBron James. It's a picture of this uh, police officer in Columbus, Ohio who now honestly has no hope of ever living his life as a non-public figure again for the rest of his life uh, because of the irrational insanely dumb uh, decision of LeBron James to publicly post his photo and demand accountability and say that you are next. At least I guess the only positive you can say here is he used the right your. Um, I fired back at him. You can go watch the video yourself. Again, this is in Columbus, Ohio and I think we need to recognize what's going on here. Uh, And I'm going to break down the larger issues of the Chauvin case as well but we are way past the pale of an identity politics uh, uh, universe where nothing matters but the racial victimization narrative. Facts don't matter. Logic doesn't matter. Uh, Reasonableness, fairness, in any way none of it matters. And we have allowed people like LeBron James to drive the conversation for far too long despite the fact that LeBron James has consistently proven that he doesn't understand much outside of basketball. And so if you haven't seen this story I've got one of our writers uh, chasing it down. He's going to post about it at OutKick. But the basic outline of the story because the cop had a uh, camera on which actually is going to serve I think to help him immensely here. He Police were called. He reported to the scene. He found an armed woman uh, with a knife attempting to stab another woman. Uh, The woman with the knife didn't comply with demands to drop the knife and so he shot her 
before she could potentially stab to death uh, the other woman that was unarmed that was in danger of being murdered by her. This is the very essence of what police officers are called to do. Show up in incredibly difficult, dangerous situations make split-second decisions in order to try to protect the innocent among us from those that would do them harm. Uh, It is an incredibly difficult job. Police are not and never will be perfect because they are human. Their errors are certainly magnified in a social media era far more so than they ever have been before. But what we have reached now is such a war on the police that when a police officer shows up and attempts to do his job and is defending this unarmed woman from being stabbed to death he is called out by LeBron James as if he has done something wrong and he should be charged with a crime. Notice what we're doing here. We are completely moving beyond the fact that a woman was holding a knife and trying to murder someone else and we're trying to turn her into a saint and the police officer into the devil. All based on an identity politics narrative that is not reflective of the vast majority of interactions between police and between the people who try to protect them. And the people they try to protect. Let me just say this. If athletes really wanted to make a difference in America do you know what they would say? Comply with police! Listen to police when they show up in a difficult and pressure-packed situation and make a request of you. This is what I tell my own children. It's what everyone should tell their children. It's what everyone should do. If a police officer makes a demand of you, do it. If you believe they don't have the legal authority to do it, still do it. I'm a lawyer. You can file a lawsuit if a police officer violates your constitutional rights. But if you lead to an acceleration in an interaction that turns violent, you do not have the right in the same way to guarantee your own safety. And so the best thing that could be said is what I tell my parents. It's what I, what I was told by my parents. It's what I tell my kids. It's what almost every decent parent should be telling their kids. If a police officer makes a command to you, do it. Don't fight with him. Don't refuse to listen to him. Don't do anything to add fuel to the negative uh, interaction here that leads to more danger for both police officer and the person that they are trying to police. If athletes really wanted to make a difference if leagues really wanted to make a difference that's what they would do. They would ask people to comply with police which would limit the overall number of violent interactions. Also, I am in favor of police officers having cameras on them so that we can see their perspective at every moment of every day when they are interacting with uh, people in the larger community. Because as is often the case if you are not doing anything wrong 
the camera will provide some measure of protection for you. This Columbus, Ohio situation is a great example. Riots were brewing. People were preparing to to cause all sorts of issues all over the city of Columbus and then they immediately released this video and it shows that the police officer did nothing wrong. And somehow LeBron James has so bought into the narrative that this police officer did something wrong that a woman who was trying to stab to death another woman whose life was potentially saved by this police officer is somehow the bad guy in this interaction? It's it's mind-numbingly, insanely stupid by LeBron James. Okay? And it's high time that the sports media stops covering for this dude and starts to treat him as what he is which is often a very divisive voice that is not making the United States of America better. He is a bully in this situation picking on a relatively anonymous police officer who was just trying to do his job. And now he has shared with his 50 million Twitter followers the false narrative that this guy has somehow done something wrong or inappropriate. It's shameful. It should be called out by the NBA. It should be called out by other athletes. LeBron should have to to have consequences for his decision that he made about a half hour ago. He won't though. And this is why we are living in an era where equal treatment in the world of the media and in the world of sports doesn't exist. LeBron James, even though he's nearly a billionaire, is so high up right now on the pyramid of victimization scale that no one will actually speak truth to power to him who is in the same league as him or is in the same parameters of sports uh, sports fandom and uh, celebrity as he is. In fact, almost the entirety of the sports media won't say a word about what LeBron James tweeted. Watch it. Watch. Watch how many people in my industry OutKick is one of the only places out there that will actually cover and hold athletes accountable regardless of their race regardless of their gender when they do things like this. So many people in my industry are so terrified of being on the wrong side of what the blue checks on Twitter decide is the right side that they won't even say what they actually think. And so that's one of many reasons why you should be supporting OutKick if you want truth, honesty, and facts in your sports media coverage because otherwise there's a whole lot of propaganda and it's dishonest and it isn't in any way reflective of what's really going on in uh, the world today. So LeBron should be ashamed even more ashamed than for, for the fact that he shuts up and dribbles every single day for Chairman Z. Even more ashamed than that which is truly saying something and uh, I like to think that there is some decency and sanctity here because LeBron James at least in his own mentions from the same people who actually follow him is being destroyed uh, in, uh, on Twitter right now even by his own followers. I would encourage you to go look at what actually happened. Watch the video for yourself. 
and call out LeBron James for his stupidity in sharing uh, this story. All right, I want to talk. Big picture here. I want to talk uh, about the Chauvin trial in general. I'm going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow and the intersection of the Chauvin trial with OJ. And the way I want to talk about it is this. We have entered into an identity politics racial obsession in this country. And, uh, and to me, as a lawyer, this is me putting my lawyer hat on here, race doesn't really come into question for me in either the O.J. Simpson trial or the uh, Derek Chauvin trial which was just the verdict came down yesterday. And let me explain why. Race is jet fuel on an already extremely explosive incident. But it doesn't actually matter to the underlying facts of the case. O.J. Simpson killed Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman based on all the factual evidence in the O.J. Simpson murder case. He was found not guilty in October of 1995 not because he was innocent of those murders but because he was black and his attorney Johnny Cochran was able to argue that the American judicial system was historically racist and that in some way as a result O.J. Simpson wasn't responsible for his own actions. I don't buy into it. Okay? Justice is supposed to be blind. I think you have to look at the facts of a case and take away race and to both the, 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 the perpetrator and the victim both directions and just look at the facts of the case. The facts of the case are quite clear. In October of 1995 a honest jury would have found O.J. Simpson guilty of murder because he killed two people. Race doesn't matter in the Derek Chauvin-George Floyd case. Either you believe that Derek Chauvin which the jury did used unnecessary force on George Floyd and was responsible for his death as a result or you don't believe that. The race of George Floyd isn't a significant factor in the actual facts of the case. The race of Derek Chauvin isn't a significant factor in the facts of the case. If you flipped the races of the police officer and of the victim the media would cover it a lot less significantly we know because it wouldn't fit their preferred racial narrative but the overall outcome of the case should not change from a jury perspective or from a legal perspective. And the same thing should be true of OJ. If instead of OJ killing two white people if a white person had killed two black people in the exact same method former NFL star in Brentwood, California and the same thing in Minnesota had happened and you reversed the races the outcome of the jury's decision should be the exact same because the law was not implicated by the race of anyone involved in those cases. And this is what I have argued for my entire career And it used to be a liberal perspective to argue that you wanted the law to be applied evenly to everyone race, gender, ethnicity, religion did not matter. Now it's somehow turned into a racist perspective because you're not favoring some particular race in the way that you analyze a case. And I talked about this in the Brett Kavanaugh scenario. Brett Kavanaugh was presumed guilty because he was male and because his accuser was female. 
Well, that's everything that's wrong with the judicial system. We have to look at the facts of individual cases and render justice without considering the individual identity of race, religion, uh, sexuality, ethnicity, immigrant status. All those things should not matter. The facts of a case should dictate and race in both the O.J. Simpson and the Derek Chauvin case was not integral to the outcome of those cases. The media used the race to sell salacious nature to the larger universe and increase their overall ratings but Americans need to be smarter than this and understand that you are being played and you are being played to make money unfortunately that money further divides the country. Again, just think about it. The outcome of the jury should have been the exact same in my opinion if Derek Chauvin were black and if George Floyd were white. Once you make the decision that the officer caused the death the racial elements of the case should not be in play at all. And the same thing was true of O.J. Simpson. Some of you might be wondering why are you talking about these two cases because to me they are bookend cases separated by 26 years massive television audiences tuning in to see what the result was but from a purely legal perspective race should not have mattered to the decision that either jury made because the facts of the case did not actually directly involve a race. Now sometimes it can in a criminal case, right? If it's a hate crime case then the race itself can be significant. But there was no racial element of the O.J. Simpson trial to which I am aware that O.J. was killing them in other words because they were white and I don't believe there was an allegation that Derek Chauvin was particularly doing to George Floyd what he did solely based on the race. And so this is why it blows people's minds but this is why you have to be smarter. You have to be more logical. You have to look at the underlying facts without allowing the salacious jet fuel nature of this conflagration that the media created to further divide us. The jury can reach the right outcome in both of those cases without even needing to consider the race of the alleged murderer. You don't even need to contemplate it. And yet, it's all the media talked about. In fact, I bet there isn't a single person you have heard make the argument that I just did that the outcome of the jury should have been the same whether O.J. Simpson was white or whether Derek Chauvin was black. Because the underlying facts of the case do not implicate the race of either the perpetrator or the victim. Significant. And think about how everything surrounding the case changes if anyone with a large audience in the media much larger than me had been making that argument for months. It changes the identity politics nature and narrative of the entire case. The race hustlers like LeBron James don't have an angle then. And it restores sanity to our justice system. It's what I try to do every single day. Obviously, it's an uphill battle. The reactions, uh, the Chauvin reactions, I don't know how anybody screws this up. Uh, The Raiders tweeted out, I can breathe, which I just, whatever. Mark Davis took the blame for this. Uh, I don't know how that is possible. 
that anyone could have thought that was a good idea. Nancy Pelosi somehow managed despite having months to think about what she was going to say to thank George Floyd for dying uh, even though he didn't voluntarily decide to die. There are a lot of dumb people in positions of prominence in politics and uh, in in sports beyond a shadow of a doubt. Some of you are probably going to be like yeah, you're one of them. Yeah, whatever. You can accuse me of that if you would like. But how in the world does the Speaker of the House sound that dumb? And how in the world does an NFL football franchise make the decision that that is going to be their response going forward? It just makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, And yet you know it's going to happen. And by the way, I was yesterday uh, during all this uh, craziness on social media after I first of all I was live on television doing Fox Bet Live when the verdict came down so I wasn't even watching it live uh, I was doing I was working I was on television and then as soon as uh, our television show was over I had to get changed because I'm coaching Little League Baseball and so I ran right out to the Little League Baseball field and basically spent the next four hours of my day plus at Little League Baseball then took my kids to go eat I had my five, my uh, my kindergartner was playing and I coach a 9-10 year old uh, Little League Baseball uh, and so I was not plugged in to all the reaction and everything else I didn't get back home till later in the evening to check it all out but I do always find it instructive how much healthier it is to just be leading your life as opposed to being obsessed on a minute by minute basis with what other people are obsessed by on social media. Uh, by the way, in baseball game uh, we won 10-9 walk-off base hit scored two runs uh, and uh, we got a kid on the other team that is injured uh, got hit in the head by a pitch I hope he's going to be okay uh, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is I think it's healthy to leave your phone and not be reachable for substantial number of hours every day. I'm even going to start floating the idea uh, that for three or four hours a day just don't be reachable. Right? I'm usually hyper reachable. I work all the time. But imagine how much different our national discourse would be if every tweet that was sent had to be held for an hour before it actually went out. Think about how much differently people would tweet Think about how much less emotional all of social media would be if every single tweet that was sent if every single Facebook post if every single Instagram post was held up for one hour. And the analogy I was thinking about with that was Abraham Lincoln maybe our greatest president named one of my kids after him used to write angry letters to people that he felt had treated him poorly in the political universe. And after he wrote those letters do you know what he would do with them? He would put them in his desk and leave them there for several days and wait to see if his anger abated and he still wanted to send that angry letter to the person that he believed had mistreated him. And he said that most of the time he decided that it wasn't worth it to send that letter. Well now we have in social media engaged a situation where everyone's immediate response is emotion and emotion rules the entire discourse in our nation instead of logic instead of facts instead of rationality. And just imagine I'm not saying wait a day for a tweet to go out but just imagine I I say for myself too how often would you still send the same tweet an hour later as the one that you sent in the instantaneous moment? 
Regardless, whether you are a celebrity superstar athlete or just a regular guy or girl out there right now living a normal life. The vast majority of the time, I think, you would probably not hit send on that tweet. And what's also interesting is this is part of my larger speech and I I wrote about it in my book. This is what companies should be doing. Most stories are over in 24 hours. Uh, You know, I trend every now and then. People decide to take something that I say and it goes viral on social media and you know, I'm just kind of sitting around suddenly my phone uh, people start texting and they're like man, do you know you're trending? I'm like, not really. I don't really read my mentions very often. Every now and then I pop in. Uh, I used to read a lot of mentions. Now I don't. Uh, I enjoyed laughing. I read the people that I follow. But it's not really that worthwhile of a usage of my time. I don't read comments typically. Um, you know, I'm too busy creating content to worry about most of the time what people are saying about the content that I create. Okay? Uh, but it is really interesting to think about how often if you just say nothing a story just goes away. Now it's different if you want to be in the center and certainly I do enjoy throwing punches in social media and arguing for things that I believe in and all those things. But a lot of times stories just disappear because people have about a 24-hour window where they care about something. There's always something new trending the next day. As long as you're not facing jail time there's almost nothing anyone can say about you online that actually has any lasting significance yet we treat it as if it is the most significant thing going on in the world every single day. That disconnect is interesting. Uh, I want to tell you by the way my guys at X-Chair how do you maybe want maybe you wonder to yourself man how does Clay stay so calm all day? He lives in the middle of a wild and uh, wildfire every single day. He's in the eye of a hurricane. And the answer is I'm a pretty chill dude in general but I got a great chair that gives me a nice massage good feel. I'm sitting here taking notes thinking hey you know what I got some warmth in my back. I got a nice massage going. Life ain't that bad in the Outkick Mansion. I love my X chair and you can too. They have like I said massage and heat capabilities. This is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in. Uh, and you can get hooked up have better posture feel better at the end of the day how often do you sit in a chair and then you stand up and you feel achy afterwards especially with the number of people that are now working from home get hooked up right now with my guys at X Chair, and you'll be glad that you did and you will feel better for all the hours that you are working because you will have the best possible support that your back can have anywhere you can get hooked up today at xchairclay.com that's xchairclay.com X chairs on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairclay.com. That's the letter X chair, C L A Y.com, or call 1 844 4X chair. X chair, 30 day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairclay.com now and use the code X wheels for free X wheel blade casters. Get hooked up today with that. Antonio Brown has settled his sexual harassment lawsuit. It's a big picture question that I have been asking a lot. But how is it legal to settle a sexual harassment lawsuit so that you don't get criminal charges brought against you? You could never buy off a murder charge. If you were charged with murder and you tried to give somebody if you were rich a couple of million dollars you would be charged with obstructing justice and you would get charged even more for the allegation under which you uh, you have been accused. 
And so this is something that I've been asking for a long time whether it's Ben Roethlisberger whether it's uh, Deshaun Watson whether it's Antonio Brown I don't understand how our legal system has failed there and continues to allow this to take place. To me, it seems utterly ridiculous. Uh, A couple of other things. Mac Jones has now surged back out into the lead to be uh, the number three pick to the San Francisco 49ers. This thing has gone haywire. Uh, I'm looking right now. If you go to fanduel.com slash clay uh, Mac Jones now minus 145 to be the number three overall pick. Justin Fields plus 165. Trey Lance plus 290. This had flipped back last week after the uh, second pro day of Justin Fields. Now Mac Jones back in as the favorite to be the San Francisco 49er draft pick. And by the way, Kyle Pitts out to minus 140 to be the number four overall pick. Uh, theoretically taken by the Atlanta Falcons. All right, I got to go get to television in 15 minutes. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Listen to arguments. Read more facts. Be less emotional. Think about it. And think about how it would change our national discourse if you were willing to do that. This has been Outkick the Show. Kisses for all the haters. See y'all.